This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I'm not going to lie to you guys, this is round two. Technology did something in the cloud and just whoosh, our interview, first interview with Modest Jones, someone I met in Springfield, Massachusetts, thanks to people like Chris, what's the 413, Lavelle, and others, and she is full-time in entertainment She's done everything behind the scenes for big names from, you could say, Wu-Tang. She's no Dawn to the Nas shows. She knows a lot of people behind the scenes, as well as being in front of the camera as well, as she is recording from her San Francisco spot with the glow. She has more sun than we have in Florida. Modest Jones, welcome to the Diversified Gang. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, Kellen? How you doing? All is good. You got me looking at you and those trees, and I'm like, oh, man, home looks so beautiful. And it doesn't look smoky, which I saw the pictures, uh, you know, weeks ago of smoke and everything. So how, how are you doing? You safe out there? Yeah, it's all good here. Yesterday when I came in, I came in from Vegas yesterday. It was way better. I could, like, clearly see the bridge and everything. So... It's, it's starting to clear. I keep hearing that there's going to be rain, and I'm sure most of these West Coast states are, like, praying for rain like I am because that's, like, kind of all that's missing to clean out some of this and kind of dull these fires. Now, you have a place in Vegas. You also do work in L.A., and you have a place in San Francisco. That means you must be getting a lot of work out of, you know, the Bay Area, you know, Somebody who's watching this and says, wait, she's an actress and she has multiple places, but maybe I've never heard of her. Is it really that easy to have two places? Can you talk about some of the work that you're doing that doesn't have you, you know, hush, hush, and why it makes sense? So the bread and butter of my career right now actually has been acting, which is probably, like you said, might be strange for someone that's like, well, what movies is she in? And I could pull out some independent titles for you or things where I play myself where I'm a background actress, but it's really the hustle, Kellen. And I know you know just as well as I do that it's never just one thing. We have, you and I both have many titles and I believe honestly, even more so than the acting, the consulting is huge because you can use all your different talents and like, hmm, kind of like use other people's money. Well, not kind of, but pretty much use other people's money and your marketing skills to make more. And I'll tell you more about it in a bit, but some of that actually leads to more acting work for me. Um, I'm mostly in commercials right now, which has been great for me and my family, such a blessing, but especially you ladies out there, just know being able to change up your look or being able to walk into an audition or self tape an audition in your natural state, like no makeup, no, well, maybe a little hair color on there, but nothing too crazy. It really gives um, casting directors an idea that you have a fresh face and they can kind of do whatever they want with you. So you might see me in some things and not even recognize that it's me. <laughs> wow. Can, can you tell us, you know, doing commercial work, 
you know, a lot of people will get emails, hey, be a background this, a background that. And then they'll hear, wait, she does a lot of commercial work. And she said background, but my check might have been, you know, $500 for the day. And she's talking about having places in Vegas and San Francisco. How do they get to that level? Is it just in the negotiation? Is it is your agent or manager, you know, better than someone who doesn't have one? Or do you even have one? So background is great. Uh, you always got to humble yourself. Like I'll say I have a partner and, um, you know, we share a lot of the responsibility, a lot of the finances. And I've totally seen my career boost since I started working with him. So don't be afraid to have a teammate or have a team, uh, which Kel and I talk about a lot. Like you got to, a lot of times you got to have a team and especially at least one person around you that you can truly trust. So that's definitely helped boost me to have the ability to have, be different places and sometimes more than one place at one time, which I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But um, take the background jobs. Um, one of my first background jobs was Gossip Girl and they literally pulled one of the background actresses, meaning like extra work, you guys, they literally pulled her into the show. The one brown girl, one of the brown girls there um, that played Vanessa um, she actually got pulled on the show as like a main actress, like as one of the power players on there. So, dude, you got to put yourself out there and that's the way you get taken care of. Taraji P. Henson, when I read her book, she talked about being a background actress. And, you know, it's not 500 a day. Typically, Kellen, it's usually $100 a day, which is like even worse. But those credits are so good for your resume. And someone's like, oh, well, she knows how to operate on set. That's a big production. And, you know, they may have affiliation with that show. So they'll be like, let's, let's work with her just for that simple thing. But Taraji said later down the line, because she started off, um, I think, doing extra work in Malcolm X. And then you could spot her in the crowd. And that's kind of how it is with my shows. You're like, wait, I see a little fro peeking out back there. And on Gossip Girl, my hair was straight. So you probably couldn't tell me from anybody else at that winter ball, right? But when Taraji had her own production later, she saw that the extras were being treated like crap, which they often, we often are. Um, they weren't getting the craft services that the typical cast would get. And it was raining and they had no like real covering from the rain. So Taraji took her own money and like made sure that the extras ate and everything. So a lot of people that you see on TV now started off as extras or they're still taking extra jobs. So just got to look at the big picture, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Being full-time in this and, you know, making a living and having a family and having to raise them, um, you know, what is your schedule like weekly? Like, how much work and how many cities do you have to go to to, like, make this work? Well, since the onset of the pandemic, um, I've really only been between Nevada and California, but in the different cities of each um, state, which California is vast. I mean, even driving Nevada can seem like a bit of a drive, even going from Las Vegas to Laughlin, I could spend a few hours just traveling both ways or a couple hours. Um, but California is huge. I mean, I, if you live in San Francisco, like working in LA, which I work in LA more than I work in San Francisco is crazy. I mean, if you can be of the ability to fly and shout out to Southwest, cause man, they take care of your girl. Like, uh, it's usually like an hour flight and 
they make it very safe and easy. Although I've been noticing more people on the flights lately, you still can't have a stranger next to you, but you may not have a whole row to yourself. So realizing how spoiled I've gotten, um, it's a lot of movement, especially with my boys, because when we're all working as a family, there are times where um, the directors and the production will fly us in, but not as often as you think. You may have an opportunity to reimbur- get reimbursed for your travels, but typically if you have, if it's me, my three sons, and sometimes I'm bringing my mom, my partner, my, um, my nephew has done a shoot with us. You gotta have wardrobe for each person you're going to pay out the ass like on flights, like straight up. So if I can drive, I'll drive. Even if I have to rent a vehicle, I'll usually drive. And that's time consuming. So we're like running lines in the car. We're making the trip worth our while. I'll book marketing work, like brand ambassador work, or even consulting work, sometimes fashion work while I'm going that way. I'm like hitting up everybody. So you talk about work schedule. And yeah, you have your set schedule where other people are expecting you, but you still have to work for yourself, right? So sometimes scheduling is a job for me in itself. And it's not always something I could bill to the client. It's like, I'm up. Yeah, you saw my light on on Facebook or Instagram at three in the morning. I'm not out popping. I'm freaking working, scheduling, you know, billing, you know. Would you say maybe uh, five or 10 gigs, trying to give somebody a range? Because some folks will say, I, what is my goal? Like, what goal can I hit? Like per and, week? Per week, yeah. Oh. Well, honestly, I want to say you, you definitely have to have overlapping things that are paying you throughout the month, okay? So I'll start there. So you got to, like, start right now. Like, what can pay me right now? I don't care if it's your evening shift in Walmart's warehouse. Got to keep the check coming in because it's so hit or miss with the industry. And then especially during the time we're in right now, it's a little funky because just when a production's open, anything could happen and shut it down. Uh, For instance, New York. We've been booked in New York and it's been postponed. Postponed. (laughs) Oh, we're going to start here. Postponed. Same thing with Vegas. I have some bookings like that that are still postponed that we were supposed to film in August, but before that was supposed to be in March, you know, things like that. So it's thinking outside the box and covering all your bases. You can't just depend like, we bagged that audition, Walmart's gonna call. Like you cannot, do not count your chickens before they hatch. So what you want is to ideally, starting right now, be getting in, gosh, I know it sounds like a lot guys, but be getting in at least three auditions a week, right? Because that puts the odds kind of in your favor, but you got to go hard and pour your best into it. Have the lighting right, um, you know, know what looks good on camera. So you might think I'm just wearing a sweatshirt, right? But a color like this is going to film really well because it looks good on my skin and it's not busy. So I can't have a lot of busy stuff prints. Some prints on camera just look like kind of like they're going to make you nauseous or make the director nauseous because they're just like swirling around, you know? Know what colors look good on you for me personally. And if you have a skin tone, maybe similar to mine, but pretty much any brown skin really is going to be your bright blues, um, turquoise, like a Tiffany blue, aqua, like looks really good on me. Green is good, especially if I have some red in my hair. Green's good. Orange is like a power color for me. This is more like a rusty burnt orange. Great color. Mustard. Yellow's a happy color. You don't want to do solid black. You don't want to do solid white. 
Um, if you're doing auditions following these things, Pink's a good one too. If, you want, if you're doing auditions like that and you put in three a week, uh, you're probably going to get at least one callback, you know? But actually physically working, I like to put in at least 24 hours of straight Modest Jones LLC, Modest Jones Organic, my work, which may sometimes have to do with other clients, right? Just to know that something from that is going to grow. It's like me and my cannabis world. If you plant the seed, you got to cultivate the seed and it's going to grow into something. Now, if I plant the seed today in some good soil, right, and I'm watering it nicely, not going to overwater, I'm going to balance, I'm not going to drown it, right? But even if I have to leave for a week, I'm going to come back. I might see a little, a little sprout. So something's, something's beginning. Maybe it was a follow on Instagram. Wow, that casting director just followed me. She liked my photo. She, now she sees I can do straight or curly. Great. So that's a seed in the right direction. One audition, and I know you and I have talked about this before. Um, one audition may just seem like it's for that one thing, but man, I tell you, I've gotten callbacks for something completely different. And when my son's audition for things, I'll get in response, a call back for like the whole family. So you just don't know who's looking at it. You got to treat everything like it's huge, you know? And, you know, this kind of brings me to like my bartending life, right? So somebody comes and sits at your bar and they just look, you know, it's Kellen. He's got his braids. He's got a polo on. He's got his sunglasses on. Kellen, he looks clean, man. He looks like he might have a couple of dollars. Now, this other guy, Joe, comes and sits next to Kellen. He's just in like a T-shirt. It's like kind of tattered. It's kind of dirty. And I treat Kellen better than Joe because Kellen looks clean and he looked like he got money. Joe could be even richer than Kellen. Joe could be meeting with Kellen and they're not even acknowledging each other right now because Joe's got a damn earpiece in and he's on line with the damn president of God knows what, right? But I used to work with bartenders and shout out to you girls, no disrespect, you know who you are. Um, they would just diss whoever they thought wasn't the money because I'm working in Venetian, uh, Palazzo, um, uh, Planet Hollywood. You know, Venetian, we had some real power players that would come through there and they would just diss them. And it's like, you don't know. So you got to like, it's got to come from inside. You got to treat people with respect. You never know who else, who that is or who else is there or who else is connected to this moment. So if you just decide from within yourself to respect all human beings, obviously I expect you to get respect back and there's exceptions to the rule. Sometimes you got to like remove yourself from certain situations, but treat it like, like that. Treat it like I'm going to put my all into this because I may not get this holiday campaign for Sears, which doesn't even exist anymore, but they might see me and be like, you know what? They'd be perfect for this technology campaign or whatever. So that's my advice to you. And it may not directly answer the question, but it kind of gives you a gift to keep on giving because something when you, you have something to keep holding on to, like it's just a reason to live and like a reason to be happy. And at the same token, you get paid for a gig. They tell you it's a buyout. You're going to get one flat rate it could get picked up and made into residuals. Something that happens like the pandemic or whatever, or just because another part of the company is like, ooh, we can use this. You know, black people are really popular right now. It's really good to showcase P 
people with natural hair right now. Like, let's reopen this commercial with Modest and Kellen because they both wear their natural hair. And now we're going to pay them residuals. So you thought, you closed your mind and you thought your agreement said you're just getting flat five racks, right? And now you're getting five racks twice a month or whatever, based on what the networks are paying you. So it's kind of flexible. You're not, I can't really tell you, Kellen, work a job for exactly, you know, this much money, three of them every week. But I like the number three because I feel like if one's payment one's a little late, payment two, there's some BS. You might still get payment three. And then you got something else going on back there. Well, talk about, go, go deeper in that payment because some people don't even know that you can get residuals. And is that something that you can even negotiate? And what do the average checks, you know, period, whether it's one time or residual and how that works, what could they be? Because some folks would say, well, I heard somebody got 10 grand or five grand. And, you know, how does that even work? Is that something like, can you say, I'd like residuals? Or do, they, do you kind of get whatever they offer you? Talk about well, payment. Okay, you want to you wanna say I'd like residuals all the time, of course. But, um, I mean, there have been times where I definitely always want residuals, but where I was told it was going to be a flat rate. So regardless, you're probably going to get a session fee. So that's like your day where you went to work and you actually filmed, right? Honestly, Kellen, that's so flexible. You kind of decide, mm, if it's under 500, that's not worth it for me. I'm going to take it because it gives me a relationship with this brand or this company, you know? I'm trying to think. That's probably one of the smallest session fees I've probably seen is like 500, but it would just depend on if it's like 500 an hour. If they're giving you 500, but you're shooting eight hours, you decide, is that worth it to you? Is it 500 per actor or is it 500 for the whole family? You know what I mean? So you got to really read your agreements, but they stretch so much. And when it comes to residuals, it's usually on a network to network basis. And it depends if you're in the union or not. Right. And there's a scale like set to the union, even if you're not in the union, I'm giving you the real game right now. But if ESPN is playing your and I don't know the numbers for sure. So I'm going to give you an idea. If ESPN is playing your commercials, we're saying it's a commercial. Right. Um, It could be like maybe every time it airs on ESPN, you get 30 bucks. Right. So every time your commercial plays, you might get 30 bucks. So when you get the check, it's going to be the culmination of whatever dates they do the check from this date to this date your commercial played for 30 bucks each time this many times. And this is your check amount. They could add a different network to it. I'm just making a guess and I'm not trying to downplay anyone. PBS, it could be like six bucks. I mean, I've heard actors complain and a lot of it was like the time period when you actually shot it or when it's actually running matters too. I've heard actors complain that they were getting, I want to say somebody complained about getting like a dollar or I don't know if it was change or if it was like a couple dollars in change so it depends on the network. It depends on the agreement. And a lot of times it depends on the SAG scale, which is the Screen Actors Guild, saying that you are in the Screen Actors Guild. But a lot of us are like, well, I was just home today, sick in bed, and I'm making money. So even if it is $6 each time it airs, and it only airs, I mean, you didn't have to leave for it. And it's going to come when you don't expect this. So you're just like, oh. And like, so the key is for me, and I know you guys think I'm cheesy, but get your law of attraction right so that you're never like really wanting for anything like so that you're asking, ask and you shall receive. Um, Could really use that check right now. 
I'd like it to have six zeros. I'd like it to have, you know, and create because I've actually like literally done that before. And something that was a buyout that was supposed to be five racks flat. I use that as an example because it happened to me became residuals and checks started coming. And then I got calls and emails. Is it okay if we open that commercial back up? Uh, hell yes. Like, thank you, God. Like, my law of attraction's working. Like, yeah. Like, you know? So you got to, like, set your intentions right. Make sure in the other areas in your life, you're, like, cultivating yourself and your soul. And once you line that up and you line up with your creator or whatever you believe in, but, man, working with him really seems to work for me. I mean, the possibilities are limitless. You just got to believe that. Now, if you sit in there, and I've had some family members that I brought on set that were like, well, this is all it is. This ain't worth it. And I'm just like, mm-mm. Enjoy this flight. Enjoy first class. Enjoy the hotel. Enjoy, you know, this weed I just bought you or whatever. Just enjoy your moment. Be appreciative. You're finally getting a photo shoot. You never had one in your life. You get to work with this top brand. You never, you never worked a job like this. So enjoy it. Enjoy your moment. Smile. And not only will other people want to give you more, but the universe will too. And I know... I know I don't live in Candyland. I come from a, a place where hearts are broken and young people are murdered and black people are discriminated against. It's not all candy cupcakes and unicorns, but you can create your own reality at least to the best of your own ability. You know what I mean? And it works, man. You also, I mean, you, you come from a city, they didn't raise uh, many punks out there. And you know, you, you, uh, a city where <laughs> if, you, if you get into a position at any point, um, you know, somebody like they just removed Demos from the mayor assistantship because yep. of some nonsense. Not that he did anything wrong, but this political nonsense, and that happens all over. But I shout out Demos because, um, um, you know, I, I was I was treated very Demos. Oh my gosh, I was such a young whippersnapper when I was first trying to get on, like figure out what's going on with him. He was yeah, awesome. yeah. I was treated very, very well in Springfield. And so I always, you know, nobody, even folks in Springfield can't talk negative about it. You're it's a star. What you mean? Like when you have that celebrity in Springfield, you're like, okay, now I can move on to the next place because they treat me like a king or a queen in here, you know? Yeah, now we would have stayed if um, it had nothing to do with Springfield, but there's a, my wife being an immigrant, there were some things she wanted to do she couldn't do there, um, school-wise. We but, love, uh, the education is way better than the education out here for us. Mm-hmm. But, so it was hard for me to leave, but I left to New York when my babies were six months old because I just had to bury so many people. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen everywhere, but I mean, the levels that the young dudes out there, like it's not always the young guys, but it's like the levels that the young dudes were like, I don't know if they were getting clout. I mean, I don't want to get all, you know, cause I mind my business, but oh my gosh, so many people died. And it was just like, I know it's rough in other places, but aside from Chicago, like, should I be raising young black boys here? And I, I couldn't. I couldn't, no matter how much family I had around, I just couldn't make that choice. It was just too much. And then everybody knows you there, which you've talked about before. Yeah. Everybody knows you. 
your parents know their parents know the grandparents, sometimes the great grands. Everybody knows where everybody lives. They can ride by your street. You got a crush on somebody. Just take that route, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it is. It is definitely one of those cities where everyone knows you from every side. And you guys will see things in the newspaper. You think you were living in a movie. And again, I live right downtown. The city was beautiful to me being an outsider. But the things you get to see from your, you know, whatever story place, you're like, whoa, it's really, it goes down. So it doesn't raise. Uh, so we, we know modest surely isn't one of the, those people that you're just going to walk over coming from the city. And, you know, you're talking about the boys and, and getting them out which I think not enough people in the 413 get out. Uh, right. You know, they need to get out and see. But you have raised now, you know, there are young actors. I know um, one twin, she has twin boys and, and a little one. One likes it more. He likes the acting more than the other. But can you tell the people at what age you got them involved and how you, you know, manage that because I told you, I don't trust anybody around my girls, no, nobody. I'm here, cameras, cameras, cameras. I got you locked down. How did you get them in this business and how do you manage all that? Well, fresh out in Springfield, um, they first signed to a modeling agency that used to be there. It was called Soul, like Sun, S-O-L. And you know, when your parents are entertainers, even on a small scale, even if one of the parents isn't really in the home, there's something in there. There, it's just pass. It gets passed on, and in some ways, especially as I look out into Hollywood and like some of the big name stars and children of stars, it's like easier, I think, to get in once you already have somebody with some footing there. Um, I don't know. They were just twins, and they were so cute, you know. And twins are hot, so I put the boys in. They had that racially ambiguous look, which is like huge even if they can't figure out if you're African Jamaican or African American or Dominican, like that's great. If people can't figure out and pinpoint exactly what makes your appearance so unique, that is like gold in the industry, especially right now. Um, and my boys had that, they had like a few different racial appeals going on. So I put them in at a few months old because it was before we moved to New York and I moved them at about six months. So at a few, few months old, they were already um, modeling as babies. And that move to New York made a huge difference. And talking about giving game, you know, you guys are welcome to hit me up whenever you want. I get hit up all the time. I see your kids. I see you. I want to do it. My kids want to do it. And the first question I'm going to ask you and the first question I do ask people is, are you closer to New York or L.A.? Because yes, there's stuff in other places. And Atlanta was getting super hot for a minute before the COVID thing. And I'm sure they're filming again. I see tons of shows out of Atlanta. But for me and my resources, the closer you are to New York and or LA or your ability to get to one of those places as soon as possible is super important. Because yes, now we're in the age of self-tape auditions, but if they need you there in person, got to get there man and for everyone it's not easy to hop on a especially like a five-hour flight or whatever have you so that's going to be the first thing you're going to if you're working with children you're going to need permits in those states because there's so many rules and laws for minors working in the industry or working period labor laws like new york department of labor they know me and the boys very well state of new york department of labor 
uh, state of California, Department of Labor, <laughs> it's the same thing. You got, you got to, you got to cover your ground or it's, it's legal issues, you know? Um, so that's the first thing. And then having all your documentation for the kids really, but for you, I mean, do you have great photos? Nowadays we have great photos we can take from our phone. As long as you have that, you know, I'm not all techie like I should be. Like, what is it? The camera's like seven something, <laughs> right? You know that stuff. As yes. long as it shoots, is it, what is it? It's not G, right? What is it? Seven? You're talking about, not the, you're not talking about the 5G. And it's like pixels or something that it has to shoot. Yeah, the, I mean, the pixels now that we oh, are. You know what I'm thinking? It started with the iPhone 7 that is, or something like that. It started shooting the quality that you could use. Yeah, that, that iPhone's been 4K, shooting. right? It's like 4K. Yeah. As yeah. long as you can shoot 4K, you can take a headshot yourself. And with these auditions, same thing. All you need is a plain background, plain white. Don't, don't shoot with this in the background. Um, plain white wall, plain black wall. There's kits on Amazon that me and the kids had to buy when we first went in quarantine. You get a green screen, a white cloth, a black cloth, and... You just set that thing up like you would for any promotion, like a step and repeat type jam. And you could really do it up, get yourself a good camera. You know, I'm not the tech girl that I should be. DLSR, is that, or DS, DL, DLSR, get a good camera. We use the uh, Sony A7 III Alpha, I think it's A7 III, Alpha 7, and it's like the three Roman numeral. That's yeah. that BET recommended when I was doing a public service announcement for them. So we bought that and we got the warranty on it, everything, um, bought a tripod. Um, yeah, we used that Manfrotto. I mean, I'm just giving you guys straight game, like literally in my Amazon cart, it was in my wish list, and then I bought it and it's been working out great for us, you know, because now we're in a day and age, you're filming at home a lot. And yeah, the directors will provide you with equipment usually, but it's nice to have your own stuff, you know? Now, now are the boys um, creating content even for like maybe their own YouTube or TikTok as well? Yeah, one of the twins likes to be behind the scenes. So he likes to film his brother. Now Capri is hot. Capri Jones is sure that he is the actor. He's going to be the most famous actor YouTuber, influencer, some of that stuff's kind of scary, y'all, especially since I just watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Watch that. Um, but he's he's really got that acting bug. And then my little one is like his mini-me, and he wants to do like whatever he's doing. So they're in there, especially if we're like traveling and we're not at home and we're in like, I don't want to really put it on blast, but if we're in like Airbnbs and it's like really open, it's like nothing, I come in man, I'll wake up from a nap and there'll be a whole production going on. They're way more techie than me. Thank God. And one loves to be behind the scenes. He's a gamer. He likes to create. They're working on an app, all kind of stuff. And then the other one is he wants to be the star and he does a little gaming, some editing, like little, these kids' brains are like off the chain. I don't know if they got it from me. Their dad's really smart, but Mm, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're smart people, but they are like geniuses. But Capri, keep an eye out for Capri Jones. He's on TikTok. That's his, his thing. He tells me how many followers. He created one for me, guys. If you want to go on there, 
under Modest Jones and See Me Dance, which you won't see very much in your life. So please, by all means, like he's teaching me like YouTube or TikTok like dance moves and stuff. So yeah. And um, he's literally just Capri on TikTok. And I think, oh, and he's the small kid Capri on Instagram, which got Kid Capri, the actual DJ, like hit him up like, hey, small Kid Capri. <laughs> I actually named him after Kid Capri, even though that's just like his stage name. But so you'll you'll see him. He has some commercials that he did all by himself out there where he really shines his light bright. But anytime even us as adults can look each other in the eye and say, I am going to be a world-renowned actor, influencer, this is going to be my career. This is who I am. I believe you. Because speaking those words with such power and zeal and zest gets the universe like, ooh, yes, you are. And even just me saying that right now, I can feel it. I feel it, Matt. <laughs> now, now, for the, the people out there and they say, okay, well, you know, I, and I, I try to do this for the least of these. And you said their father's really smart. Is he also helping them or is he in the business and is he helping them? Because some folks will think I can't do it by myself. But when I see Modest Jones, Modest Jones, and, and I saw one of the little babies, y'all, I might've dropped one of the little babies. Don't say that. Little, Get this right? You don't have to say that this time. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I want to know, like, we've seen you hustle. We've seen you put together. So has he helped? Is it a, a, a team effort on that as well? Um, or is he not in the business and, you know, he supports it, but it's just like, okay. So their bio father has been a great source of inspiration, obviously genetics, um, not any finances, not any like direct resources, like here, like, let me get you a step further. Like, let me utilize the experience I've had to boost your career or anything, but their biological father has gone through a lot of things, even in his career. Cause he started out as a child star, you know, and he took a different path. You know, and he may be working towards coming back from that path, but we don't really have a lot of uh, communication with him um, anymore. We did for a while, but it's usually like, you know, whatever is best for him. So the boys have some tough pain and things that um, are connected to that situation. Um, at this point, I mean, I'm a pretty transparent person. You know that. Um, I've definitely been very forthcoming with information, especially when I was younger. I'm a lot more isolated, even pre-COVID, and um, a lot more discreet. I like to say, keep a lot more to myself. I keep to myself a lot more, period, besides when I have to be out around people. But I've definitely been an open book to the kids and let them know like down to the baby book, like this is what mommy thought. This is what it really is. This is what the media is saying. This is how we're going to deal with it. Like, how do you feel? Are you okay with this? Like, these are the good points that have to do with this. Like, is there anything that I can help you work through? And 
the best thing I can say to you, and if you are considering putting your children in acting, um, the best thing I can say to you, especially you talk about protecting your daughters, you're going to have an opportunity to always be there. And if you can't, your wife can. And if you can, you both can. And if you guys can or can't, your grand, the grandparents can. Obviously, with set, you want as few people there now as possible because of the COVID restrictions. But if there's ever a time when you're like, well, I'm on set, but I got to take this call. There's always a teacher there that's like really held close to the law. And like, they usually are really like ride or dies, like advocates for the kids, making sure they're eating, they're treated right. If they want to like, they're so hungry, they want to smear chocolate all over their clothes. The, these people will usually let them and then you're forced to go in the bathroom and clean them before they go on set because the kids are running it with those people. So you should feel pretty comfortable not to mention with your stance and your energy, you could usually at least put a little bit of the fear of God in some people where they're like, mm, this bitch might be a little crazy. I might not need to mess with her kids. Like, you know, you could always come with that, bring a little Springfield with you. Like, gosh, she looks so kind, but she might be hood. Like, you know, you know, like I do like to give an air of, I have the best heart, but I will make a shank out of anything, a tea bag, like whatever have you, like anything, you know? So that, that helps. Um, yeah, but I was going to say my son, like one day in particular, not to get too, too personal, he was on set and he had to um, express a role where his father, the guy that was playing his father was somebody we love. So sweet, great heart. And he kept smiling at him at a part where he was supposed to be upset. So I had to pull my son aside because sometimes as a parent, you're coaching, right? So I was like, I know we love this dude, you know, this actor, but I need you to pretend like he's your real dad. Like, and at that part where you're like, you're not even my father. Like, you know, you and my mother, like you treated me like whatever, whatever his lines were. I was like, you got to take those moments where you're like, why are these my parents? Cause I've felt like that too. No disrespect to anyone. Very grateful for my genes and my experiences. But I've been like, how is Martin Lawrence's daughter, Martin Lawrence's daughter, when she's like, beautiful and rich and her father's Martin Lawrence. He's funny, but we don't know what it's like to have him as a father. Right. And we don't know how often he can actually be there. Like no disrespect to him, but I've had moments where I've been like, why wasn't I born into royalty? You know, especially when I'm younger, you don't know better, you know? And so I said, take those moments where you're like, why are these my parents? This is so messed up. Like, you know, cause I was always traveling. I had a time where I was opening a bar, shutting it in Las Vegas. So I like, didn't see my kids unless I was bringing them to the sitter or picking up from the sitter and bringing them to school. So I barely saw them for a while, just paying myself out of debt and getting going because I had no help, right? Mm -hmm. So he got there somehow. He had to go in the bathroom, take a moment. He got there and just hearing my kids, like they can cry on command and stuff on auditions and stuff. When you're in the other room and you hear your kid like ball, like it breaks your heart. Cause, and I'm like, wow, he's really good. Cause I feel like they're really hurting him. You know, he was like, you are not my father. And he broke a plate and, and I was like, whoa, like as far as from a coaching standpoint, I was like, oh, I showed him. Cause that's one of the best things for me with acting, being able to channel all my pain into a character, you know? And yeah, there were times where I had to play a militant black female and I couldn't get a date for a while y'all, because I became a militant as well. A black female okay like I was like I'm strong like fuck you like you know and that no one wanted me you know so to see him be able to get it out that way and work through it 
really, really positive, especially if you think your kids are carrying around some pain. And with the young boys, they're not, they're just not going to share it with you. Uh, it's so much work we have to do to uncondition black men to like be in touch with their emotions to a certain extent. Cause like, I don't really love the overly emotional type like towards me too much, but I do love to see someone identify and work through it. And when it was my child and he got to turn that into like a killer role and he got paid to do that. He had therapy. You know how I feel about the therapy. Now you got to get it out. You got to get it out. People get mad. You got to get it out, you know? So yeah. it, it was very beautiful. And that was just kind of like throwing in some game into the answer to your question about have I had help? Um, you know, the guys in the circle of the kid's biological father have been pretty helpful um, at times where what they gave was so big for me. Maybe now looking back, it, didn't, it doesn't seem like that much, but something, especially when the person that actually has a test like confirming that that's their child isn't doing anything. And I'm not trying to really go there, but the team around and even maybe even the person that got kind of like blamed in all this has helped way more than the actual father of my twins actually has. So, okay. No, that's awesome. And let me just explain. I can already <laughs> hear the audience say, you know, well, I, they're like Google it. They're like, wait a yeah, minute. <laughs> I Googled this. I've heard her say this and we're not even going to go there because we, who you guys think if you Google, it's not. And I think there is some joy and mystery, especially when you write your book and you do your documentary and you can let all that out because my, my purpose of the question is to say, even if you are a single parent, you can do all of that. Yes, I have my wife, but she's for the last you know decade been training for work and where people don't get to see her. So whether the kids are doing you know three weeks, three days of jujitsu, swimming and this and that oh gosh the sports don't even start yeah it, it, it's not impossible to do it alone is 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 why so those who want to say say the name they're a child actor i know i want to guess you guys go and make sure you like pre-purchase her book by emailing my kellen you know we've talked about books and you talk about books with me and i get a lot of requests for books and I just, you know, I'll be so real with you. I write a lot and I've been writing my book forever. I have my book on paper and books, tons of journals and books. I have it on the computer that I've typed up and have files saved on multiple computers. I have floppy disks, CDs, um, little, what are those called? Little USB. Yeah. It's those. So I have a lot of pages to my book and I have not put it together to self-publish it or anything. I think my biggest thing is I do fully still agree with the therapy. I may not agree with everything I've said on that documentary that we kind of like grazed. I don't, I mean, I just know the truth now, like from a test that told the truth, like, and things weren't the way I thought they were. So I kind of, I don't really have a lot of regrets in my life, but that's something I could have definitely done differently and preserved um, some relationships in a better way. Um, whenever I speak my mind, I'm going to tell you the honest truth from where I'm at at that point and how I truly felt. So I'm not sorry 
for that. However, I do still believe that when you get it out on paper, that's your therapy. It should be from your perspective and you should make that known because some people see your story differently from their perspective, you know, so you want to make it fair. But with the people or persons in my life that have asked me not to name them in a book or not to expose our secrets or our moments or anything like that, or to just kind of like try to undo the interviews I have done in the past or not, or just leave it alone. So no one even talks about us anymore. Um, I just haven't figured out a way to not name names because for me, names are so important, especially like nicknames, synchronicities in names and like what, you know, if your name is like an adjective or a noun, like my name's an adjective, right? Like the power that's been behind those names for me and um, well-known names and things like that. Like, I just feel like it takes some of the luster away from the book if you don't use them. But I'm not really so much worried about being sued. It's just like when certain people are mad at you, it just fucking sucks. Like, excuse my language. It just like, so I'm not saying I'm fearful to release the book, but it's like some of the most powerful people in my life that have had the most impact my whole entire life and continue to don't want me to tell those stories and don't want me to talk about them and don't even want me to make up a nickname where people are going to figure out who it is anyway. Like, you know, so I just been putting that on the back burner. I still write, I still write every day, but I haven't put anything together to be released and I haven't really met with anyone that can help me put it out in a way that won't completely destroy, you know, a friendship that probably has already been destroyed at least once in the past. And, you know, and I just, that, that relationship is so important to me, you know, even if it's not everything I might've wanted it to be, you know? Yeah. And there's a way of, of, of having, I mean, trying to be discreet, you know, I, and if you ever need help with. Yeah. We should talk about that because I'm ready. Yeah. For, you know, there's so many different editors we had, um, we, we, you know, we have a, a, a publishing house. And so I, I know with my wife's, her last book that she put out, there were some things, I mean, she really talked about, you know, re- abuse and different things. And she didn't necessarily name um, the person, but that's more of, because I would have been on the track and trail, right? I don't care how many, right. there's, there's certain things that men, they hear and they say, who? And they just want to know who, so Absolutely. they can get, um, you know, whatever jungle justice that is necessary. Because Absolutely. Yeah. And so, if you know. I saw what somebody did to her, I don't even know her. I probably would want to, oh, he did? Especially, you know, the way you guys live your life. Some of these names will be, and just like me, some of these names will, will be around those people at some point or will have access to them because some of them are pretty well-known people. So that yeah. part. And I mean, I've already made a decision of kind of accepting that I am an honest person and part of my purpose is to spread light and truth. So I'm okay if they want to come after me for speaking my point of view on my, I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but things that my spirit of discernment and all my prayers for it, Lord have mercy on that. Be careful praying for discernment and patience guys. But um, things that I have to say, whether it be like, Dr. Sabi-esque things or behold a pale horse-esque 
things I'm already okay with my soul and God forbid, whatever, you know, society tries to do for speaking out against racism or just bad intentions in general. I'm okay with that. But I think it's more like what you were talking about. Like, I, I feel like I have a hard time not saying somebody's name. Or if I had three boyfriends named Chris in a row, like, I would want to say that because it's like, that's a synchronicity and synchronicities are important to me. Or if I was with somebody and they were well-known and we were together and then they came on TV and we we're together and I wished I had got a photo of that. Like, I want to I wanna say that. And then somebody's mad at me, you know? And I just have gotten to a point where like, I'm not even caring if anybody's mad at me anymore. Um, I'm not mad at me, but it's just like, when you have other sources of income coming in, it's like, well, can I sit that on the back burner so that I could deal with that backlash like a little bit later, just because I want to save the drama almost type, you know? I just yeah. don't want any like bad karma type stuff. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And as a married man, you know what I mean? Because as much as I don't necessarily, I honestly, you guys just respect my opinions because these are my opinions. As much as I don't necessarily fully understand or connect with the colonial idea of marriage, I don't want to be deliberately hurting someone who does. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love floating on a magic carpet ride and magical moments and connections and soul ties, twin flame and all that shit. I love that. But when I'm like conscious of the fact that it's going to like really hurt somebody, like deep down in their soul, like they're feeling it, even though I don't, see that kind of emotional connection to it that I feel like puts my karma in a funky place. And I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. So I don't want to deliberately do what somebody's looked me in the eyes and asked me not to do, you know? So I don't know. No, definitely. And, and I know we talked about on the first I'm breaking a sweat. This is a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah. (laughs) We talked about in the first one, everybody's relationship is unique. Guys don't believe that there's a one size fit all the same way with, you know, your career, as you said before, everybody's career is unique and, you know, the, the different things. Now, with the success that you have had and that you're going to have, what is the community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? A lot that I'm doing right now has to do with the women, um, young girls. I know I'm like such a girl power chick and no disrespect to the men because I am well aware of what you guys go through, even just watching you leave the house day to day or watching you step into an elevator with a little woman of another race or just people just judging you just off of your your blackness or whatever goes on. And I I see it and I respect you for it. And I got to stop. I I had to stop um, punishing men for slanging that thing around or just wanting a piece of every flavor now because we were held away from each other for so long over history you know and just taught to leave like forced to leave and forced to separate from our families and things like that and I just know there's so many times you guys need a release that I wouldn't fully understand and also so many of you guys have really true beliefs in African culture and comedic culture where there were multiple wives or, you know what I mean? Just, just things like that, where you just do what you do and you're not getting punished for it. Um, 
for me, I've been talking to the girls because I see what social media, and again, shout out to the social dilemma, but I see what social media is doing with the females. I'm not going to blame it just on the Kardashians or whatever, even though that is a lot that goes on. Um, I've been doing like girls who brunch tour and um, just, I have a nonprofit where I focus specifically on children, boys and girls. Um, But just to be there to say, yeah, because the girl's like, oh, you're so pretty. And I'm like, well, you know, this is my natural hair and this is me without makeup. You don't have to go get plastic surgery to be beautiful. What you need to do is work on the inside first and come out. So that's what a lot of my talks seem to be about. It can be kind of redundant. Um, I've done it in different community groups. And then as far as the boys and the girls, and this is all just young people for now, guys, um, the boys and the girls, I have a nonprofit It's like a dance battle team. It's not really super competitive, but it just helps bring kids that are in um, very structured theatrical um, groups and really structured dance squad schools and teams to give them a chance to really like bust out and like express themselves. I love like step up movie and all those where you get to see the dance teachers like really like freak it, you know? And I feel like the kids need that and the parents need a break. So there's that. And then I'm part of Swim Brave, which is a group of MER models where we teach um, young kids water safety. It's interesting because girls do tend to attract to the mermaids, which most of us grown up girls still want to be mermaids, right? So, um, but the boys, the boys do too. And now we have like fins that we can actually swim with. We used to just like prop up there, teach them the stuff, teach them water safety around the pools, the beaches, but now we can actually get out there and swim. So it's a magical, majestic experience that also reminds the kids, like when they think of the beautiful mermaids, they remember, you know, to stay, swim with a buddy. You see us mermaids, like we always have our sisters, like we always swim with a buddy, you know, stuff like that. So that's how I have been giving back. How I will be giving back more in the future is my few little plants and things that I have around. I would, um, I see the vision already of cultivating like a, huge area where I provide food to my family and hopefully more people, but not just food, but products, you know, food for the hair, the body, mind, body, soul, um, and for healing. And even to make clothes out of these products, I've already learned some things about making hemp clothing, but just to be able to grow crops and like make all of my own things. So that's how I want to give back by giving back to the earth and to give back to definitely our people, but hopefully we're in a position to give to more people, but just to have like actual product that comes from me, from seed all the way to the good. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's the goal. And I know you get excited when I talk like that because I have so many dreams for us to come together in Africa and just like community, you know, all the political figures that think it's so mean to say, send them all back to Africa. Okay, well, send us all back. We ready, Wakanda. Like, we're ready. Let's go. Like, you know, so we'll, we'll get it. I think you would win so big in a place like Lagos, um, Abuja, anywhere in Nigeria because they more movies. So- than you know almost anybody out there i mean it's hollywood bollywood nollywood and i'm telling you on the record when you go back i think a trip to nigeria would be so different for you and your boys 
Um, we're going to do it, man. I sent the whole family your links for Africa. So we're, it's going to, it's happening. I already see it. Once I see it, guys, I envision it. I see it. And then I feel, and I know I get so passionate. I know people are like, shut up, modest. And I'm just like, but once I feel it, it's happening. Then I'm like, see, I told you, look, look at it happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can, I see it. And, and there's, you know, we talked about, there's even a relocation program now that we've, um, you know, started to talk to people about if you want to relocate, there's people who will house you and, and help you get started all over Africa. They're filming though. So I could see it. And what's crazy though, modest, when you go, when you go, you're going to say, hold on, we're not just going to be the talent. We know how this behind the scene works and the system works. And there's going to be things naturally that you're going to say, let's put this together. And now you're so, in the production house. You know, what's interesting about you saying that is not only did I already feel like I should help put some seminars together or at least do some keynote speeches, because um, I've done a lot of talks and some public speaking in my life, but I haven't spoken to parents like, these are the steps, get out your notebook. Like, let's get our, like, let's get our family in the business or at least making some extra money in the background. Cause a lot of people, like you said before, having like a little bit of a tough time right now. And this is a great something that comes when it feels like coming and it may be the amount they want it to be. And there may be like a lot of rules and you might not want to do it the next time, but it's something, it's a gift that keeps on giving. And I know I've said that before, but one thing that I haven't told you is my mother um, helped build the AIDS clinics in Ghana back when I want to say I had to be in high school, but she did a lot of work because um, she did a lot of work for the AIDS HIV clinics in Massachusetts. And she's a doctor of nursing now, but she was a nurse back then. And then a nurse practitioner, like moving up in the ranks, like starting in the projects, making it all the way to multiple houses, but a house in Martha's Vineyard, like really just showing me how to do it. Right. I'm not your math girl though. Like not anymore, but um she did that, right? So I feel like my family had a footprint in Ghana, right? And then my aunt went to Ghana and did some missionary work. So I was like, oh, the Jones family like has done. So it, it called me with a sense of purpose that I feel like deep in my soul that absolutely, like we could go do the cinematography stuff. Like we could really get it cracking. Even the modeling, like, and we haven't even touched on the CBD and the healing and the cannabis. So there's multiple things that we can do there, but I do have a calling to make a mark there for the betterment of the people and just like to help them live on, help everyone live on and like for wellness. Like, because when my mom did it, I already felt it. She brought me home every cloth and everything that the people gave her, the energy was just so powerful. I'm still wearing those cloths, guys. Look at my photos, you'll see. And then my aunt in turn went like years later for something completely separate but again, to help the people live and for wellness and instruction, education. It's my turn, man. I'm the next one. No, that's awesome. Zimbabwe just opened up uh, for cannabis. South Africa did a few years ago, and they have multimillionaires that are black, young people. Uh, and so Zimbabwe just opened up and people are open up. Talk about your, you know, your CBD and what you're doing in the hemp. And, and possibly cannabis market? Well, besides my little plants, like some of them turned out pretty well, but I would always leave town. And in the place in Vegas, like it's just like not the easiest place to grow 
for me, right? And I'm sure some people know what I mean. But when I saw the plants starting to look really good, some of them I did end up passing on to some of my people that have like bigger um, companies or just growing areas or they grow in other areas that have better seasons. Um, But there's something in the cannabis industry for everyone. My company, the portion of my company is actually my DBA for Modest Jones LLC. It's Modest Jones Organic. My main focus has been in marketing and branding. So I've been, a lot of stuff I do, guys, is like silent partner stuff. But some stuff I'm on the forefront and some stuff they have me hire girls. So I have a lot of models under me, like under my belt that I can just reach for different things. Because sometimes my look might not be what they're looking for. The Vegas scene kind of took cannabis, no disrespect, to like a stripper look. I don't know. But I feel like stoner girls, like I'm a glam stoner girl. So I'm going to come out in my kimonos and I'm all like sequined out. You see me like, but stoner girls are like a little more low key than a stripper. Like uh, with the, when it comes to makeup and just like showing off their body. Cause we're kind of like mother nature plant girls. And I'm not trying to put us in labels and boxes, but I just know a lot of the women when I come together with the women in cannabis, which shout out to Vegas cannabis magazine. Cause I am in this issue, this month's issue as a woman in cannabis um, with Dr. Lakeisha on the cover and uh, Aisha Goins is in there um, too. So like, I love seeing the black women showcasing in the cannabis community because there ain't many of us. There's not many women and there's not many blacks and there's not many black women. So all three of us are in that issue. So you need to go grab that or go online at VegasCannabisMag.com. I actually write for that magazine too. So we can get into that. Um, but I've been branding. So uh, as a brand ambassador for a couple different um, brands, but usually I like to put somebody else in my place for that. After a while, guys, you, you can't do absolutely everything and be everywhere. And I've tried it. And I will make sure I give you a note about being in two places at once before I go, because I feel like that's some like real game. Okay. But um, it's um, I, the, the labels, if I have to give them, those would be brand, um, brand consulting, image consulting, marketing consulting. And that's pretty much where you charge a fee to give people the conversations they want to have with you for free. So what I found was that through my work in the industry, because I used to work in the underground, you know, you start off rolling blunts for Wu-Tang and then, you know, I wasn't even smoking weed at that point. I actually started smoking weed when I was 11. Sorry, mom, but my sister was in a dance crew with a bunch of Rastafarians. So what do you want me to do? So, well, at least where there was a bunch of Rastafarians around, right? Cousins to her dance crew members and things. But um, so it was on a small scale, but I was around a lot of weed. I knew good weed. I was selling some weed in college. And then the underground scene was really kind of booming. And then it went, started to go mainstream. So I was like, you know what? There's some real money in cannabis. I have a genuine love for the plant and I respect it. And I see the plant as a model for how to grow your cannabis business. So if you look at the seed, like I mentioned before, and I often am very redundant, you plant the seed, you give it some good soil, give it some good water, give it some good love. And once it sprouts, those seeds are the type, like you're like blowing on the thing. You're like, and it's like dancing and you're playing music for it. And you're like, cause it's like a woman, you know, the feminine, the feminized ones, those are the ones that are gonna bear fruit, right? So it's like a woman. So you're like seducing, the plant and it like, I love the plant. Okay. And the more you give to it, the more it's going to give back to you. Right. So if you model your life like that, 
then what the heck? Now, if you overdo it and you're trying to like move it from soil to soil and I'm leaving town, let me blast the air and I'm drowning it and drowning. You doing too much. It's like any other relationship. Like you're trying to change it too much. You're trying to move too fast. You're going to scare that thing. It's going to wilt down. No good. No good. But sometimes I've left for a week. I've been like, you know what, girl? You're watered. You're just right. Temperature is right. I'm going to leave. I'll be back. Man, I'll come back. That thing is like, boom, like mommy's home. And I'm like, sometimes we just need a little space. So you treat us like you treat the plant. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of what I've been modeling my business after. And people call me and they'd be like, how do I grow this? And like, how do I do indoor? How do you grow in Vegas? Can I grow in my garden outside? How many plants can I have? Do I need a medical card? How do I get the deals? Like, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm giving away way too much free game. I got to add consulting to my business <laughs> and I got to charge for that. You got to charge for that. And you got to um, get with one of these folks who build courses and, you know, really have your course because I see the acting package, how to get, you know, you and your kids into the entertainment industry. That's one course. Now you got a whole nother course. We, we have people who are making, you know, $30,000 sometimes in their first month in courses, and none of you know who they are. Some of them we've had as guests, but you, you yeah, you got to do that. And I cannot give a game overload modest because they'll take so much. Be right in so there. When me, you, when me and you get together, it's always game overload. And we'll think we've already done interviews. We've already talked. We already said it all. But once we get going and feed off each other, Man, it's like that emoji, like, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely do this in, in person when folks start flying, whether you're flying this way or I'm flying closer back home. And I really hope it's not for a funeral, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's definitely want to right away start in motion with you. Three things. Africa, for sure. Um, the book. It's time to revisit some portion of that even if we focus on my poetry and then i tell some sub stories around it great mm -hmm. and the third thing being the courses because i see some people doing it and some of the intentions don't really feel right to me like i always know when the hook is coming and i'm saying there, there could be a hook but you gotta your intentions gotta be good or i could feel you and i could smell you it's yeah. not it's not going to work out the way you want it to if you don't set your intentions right. And if you're in any kind of position to not have good intentions, you got to move away from that and be like, I got to love you from over here because, man, it's going to it's going to mess up your whole jam. I'm telling you. Well, you can feel the vibe that I know I feel every time I see an opener or get an email. And I'm like, this is a setup either for a course or a multi-level marketing. Uh, and I'm well, like, especially you, you're a consultant, you're in marketing, you're in sales, you've done all this stuff. So you're always going to get hit and get hit with the pyramid schemes too. And I'm not trying to be funny or be closed minded guys. Cause I've had people try to explain to me that a pyramid scheme is actually blah, blah, blah. And no, I'm like, yeah, that's modest, modest. You would be great with your network. <laughs> pyramid. Not, I mean, a network marketing, not pyramid, not a MLM. Cause we're not that we're a network. You would be great because you're such a natural and you know, no. network, and it's like, gosh, I don't want to sell I've been people. great. I don't want to name people, but I've been great for 10 years for Amway, Herbalife. I'm great. 
And like, you know what? A lot of times the core is super cool. Like it's the travel networks. Every, I mean, some, we just got to do it right because some of the parts are really good. And then I'm like, well, is there soy in this product? Because I'm allergic to soy. And soy is really bad for women and their reproductive systems. And soy, I read an article that soy makes rest, women's restrooms really, sorry guys, didn't want to scare you, but it makes women's restrooms really nasty. And, uh, and you know, it's man-made and it's not really a plant. And, and then they just like lose it with the Arbonne, the Amway, the makeup, the Herbalife. And then there's soy and everything. And I'm like, well, I just don't want to sell it because I'm allergic to it. Like my throat will close, like literally, like, and then, and man, that's all I got to do. And they like lose it on me. And I'm like, can we have make a product without soy? Have you got hit up by the coffee people and how it will make your back feel better? And if you have arthritis. Oh, the detox coffee? Any, any of them. I, there's so many that it's all really I the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we both been hit by all of them. They know. They got our number. They know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I like I like what everything you're doing, and I I love it. I I get it, and I do get the model of cloning people. I get it, but we could do it right and really give them a product that really keep giving back to them, right? Like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something of two people that I have found to be good at the courses, and you could always do it yourself. I'm a person. I need a team because I can't do everything myself. There's not enough time in the day. And it's easier to pay someone to make something work that will bring in that money. And you got to have money on the street. Um, so, you know, we're going to do this again, whether it's virtual, hopefully in person. I don't, yeah, I'll um, come see if you guys want. So just we'll, we'll talk about it when we hang up because I'm traveling right now and some things are worth it. And I didn't even get to tell you the last time I was supposed to be in Florida for this gig and I just was like, on my rider, I was like, just one thing, like, just fly me Southwest, just during this time, because this was like a little further back. So there was still a little bit more going on. And especially with Florida and Vegas, it's like, funny, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, just fly me Southwest, because I'm very comfortable Southwest. I'm okay to buy it myself. If you want me to reimburse, get, you know, reimburse me, I have some points, like whatever. And they, they flew me spirit, like no disrespect, right? And I was like, oh, I'm not flying spirit. Like, I'm not even, I'm, you guys, I'm straight from the projects, man. We used to have a lock on the fridge because I ate too much of the cheese and it was probably government cheese and we just didn't really, we didn't have it, okay? So I don't ever want you to think my happy-go-lucky Martha's Vineyard and Hawaii and San Francisco ass, like, I'm from the streets. I wore all my cousin's clothes that came in a trash bag to my house. I wore my sister's clothes. I mean, I, I get it, okay? I get it. We didn't have nothing, Okay cheese sandwiches, uh, syrup on bread, calling it cinnamon toast, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So I I'm with you, but I was like, I'm not flying spirit. Like I'm not, I'm not flying spirit. I don't feel safe. Um, even just dun, 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 with the turbulence or whatever, that thing that's flapping, telling you hello, with the wig in the back. I'm not feeling that. And then with the COVID, it just made it worse. And I heard they were like seating people too close together. You weren't getting a whole row to yourself, like Southwest or even the person, you know, I think they have to skip the person in the middle. It was just too much. So they gave me one flight spirit. And then the next one, they were like, all right, well, we gave you the flight home frontier. And I'm like, well, that's a like a little better than spirit, right? Like, but I was just, then uh, I, I wasn't Southwest and I was willing to use my own thing. And I was still looking at Southwest flights, not to mention they didn't buy my bags. 
So Southwest, you get two bags free, y'all. You could check two bags. You could bring your laptop bag, a duffel bag, your purse, strap it around your weight, like whatever, like a small rolling suitcase. That's the whole trip. I was only going for like five days. Like, you know, was, I didn't need nothing. So they didn't do it. And then I got offered a better, bigger gig closer to home. So that agreement, null and void, you didn't even follow my ride or even try. And that's why I didn't come to Florida. But I'm saying that to you to say, you know, know your worth. I get it when that's your only option for income or whatever. I get it. Know your worth. Know when someone's talking like too personal to you, especially you women. And this time we didn't even dig into the casting couch thing, but I don't know. Like there's times people are like, well, don't mind that if you are, we're all staying together, like all the people working on the project. Well, a lot of people don't like to wear clothes. Like, well, make sure you know the red flags and what you're okay with. Like, you know, um, know your know your worth. Know from a deep set point of morality. Like you look in your eyes, you know you, right? This is me, like the real me. Like know what you're not okay with. Because I was the type that was like, yeah, I'll go over there. And then my sister was going to go too. And if I didn't like it, I was going to go stay with my sister anyway. Like backup plan, you know, have Airbnb in your phone, VRBO, whatever. So um, yeah, that part. And um, yeah, because people are going to usually try to push your boundaries as far as they can, unless you're working with the right, the right spirit, you know? No, definitely. I think I was saving the casting couch because that could be a whole different <laughs> interview and really yeah, <laughs> going deep into it. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to save some, a lot and it's always a natural flowing, easy conversation. I just want the audience to get the most out of it. I want them to then hit up modestjones.com. Links will be in the description box. And I want you guys to really, you know, whatever she's um, marketing and putting out there, join it because you're not going to meet too many real people like this who can be vulnerable, give you the real game, and not think of what will Hollywood say? What will New York say? And this and that. Yep. Well, okay, so before we close out, I will say, and I'll reiterate a little bit, because I, I said it before, you know, I know I come off like super positive. I'm not always perfect. I want you to know that I found love and forgiveness like deep inside of myself and my heart and my soul. And I found a place to like be able to go to, like my happy place, you know? And I realized that when I'm my best self, I'm attracting the most and the best. And then I'm having people like Kellen here meeting me on my wave and we can produce together and we can source out, we can resource, like go back and forth, share resources and we can just be abundant. So you have to find that abundance in yourself and just be so grateful for what you do have and then keep hustling for what you want and don't feel entitled and just, just be grateful for all your experiences. Lessons, blessings right reasons seasons that's it and if you need a little help you can hit me up at modest jones m-o-d-e-s-t-j-o-n-e-s on all your social media channels just type in that dot com youtube.com slash modest jones uh just reach out follow me friend me talk to me ask me something if you get real weird and crazy i might ignore you but i'm still sending love from afar love and light and don't be afraid to love people from afar. Don't be afraid to send love vibes and 
light vibes and pray for them and don't even respond to them if it is not good for you or yours. That's it. <laughs> and one love, peace, everything. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.